Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to The Pastor Study. I saw something on YouTube that I've got to share with you. There is a group of white protesters in front of a hospital, it's the hospital staff, doing a Black Lives Matter protest. Mm. A, a black man walks up to the, the white protesters. Do Black Lives Matter? Oh yes, Black Lives Matter. Do all Black Lives Matter? Oh yes, all Black Lives Matter. Then he said, how about unborn black babies? Do they matter? <laughs> Silence. And he says, what's the matter? Why won't, you, why won't you talk now? Don't unborn black children matter? Silence. <laughs> well, I thought we should do a show with John Turnipseed. He was on a prior program. Uh, he's a leader here in the Twin Cities, has a wonderful conversion story. But let's talk about Black Lives Matter. Is that a good thing? Of course, we all think, I hope, Black Lives Matter. But what about the organization called Black Lives Matter? So John Turnipseed, John, yeah. welcome. Thanks Thank for coming back for a second show. Mm -hmm. And real quick, in case people missed the prior program that when you were on, how did you get saved? I, I got saved um, when I got in the biggest trouble of my life and I hurt some kids. I was a teacher. And that shame brought me to Christ. I was broken, um, going to jail, getting ready to go to jail for 40 years. Ooh. And Jesus came into my life and saved my life. Great. So, and you had a grandma that was praying for all my that. grandmother told me that one day I'd be a minister. I am. And I'm, you are a minister. Yeah, yes. There you go. So God can save anybody. That's right. And so, John, what do you think of the Black Lives Matter movement? Um, one of the things is I, I actually like the name. And I'll tell you why I like the name. Because sometimes you're serving the least, the last, and the lost. If I said, let's save the whales, everybody says, okay, that's cool. If I say, let's save the piranhas, that's cool. But that's sort of in your face, you know, Black Lives Matter, because we felt that we didn't matter, mm -hmm. that everybody else mattered. So mm -hmm. it's a statement. Now the, the sta now, the statement and the movement is, I feel different about those yeah, things. Yeah, I hope all of our okay. viewers believe Black Lives yeah. Matter, et cetera. But what's the problem with the organization called Black Lives Matter? Well, I, and I'm not involved in the organization in no way, but I'm, I have a problem with them. Um, primarily because even to them, all black lives don't matter. Um, a little black kid gets shot. It's a guy that just killed his baby and, and two kids and his girlfriend. They didn't show up. They, you know, um, we're getting shootings and everything over North Minneapolis. They don't show up. It's sort of like they're waiting for a white person to shoot somebody. It seems like that's their platform. And they really got a boost with George Floyd getting killed and stuff and probably a lot of money oh too. man they got so much money it's unbelievable but it's still they it's really this the thing that they preach to other people that black lives matter they're not doing because black well, lives don't matter correct me if i'm wrong but if i remember reading initially and probably still they were pretty clear on the website that they're a marxist group mm -hmm. and 
that they're an LGBT group that mm -hmm. is out to overthrow the binary two-parent family paradigm. Mm -hmm. So they're very much into LGBT stuff. Um, and, and what do you know about that? Well, you read more about them than I do, because okay. all I know is that black people, we have been used by every group for certain things. Every group tries to link their misery or their plight onto us, and we don't end up benefiting at all mm -hmm. and stuff. And that's probably the problem. It, it's not Black Lives Matter. It's some groups that matter that run Black Lives Matter and stuff. Um, you know, all the rioting and all the violent protests, I'm not with that. I, I just ain't as a Christian, as a human right. and stuff. Uh, I'm with, you know, all of us working together. Um, I just don't necessarily well, think that group works for and us. You know, I, I drove after the riots in Minneapolis, after the death of George Floyd, I waited a while and then I took a drive down through Lake Street. Mm -hmm. About eight blocks, it looks like it's been bombed. I mm -hmm. mean, and these are people, uh, so explain to me this, why do people who protest racism burn down their own neighborhood? I don't mm -hmm. understand, can you explain that? Well, you know, there again, that was an opportunity. Uh, there was a character called the Umbrella Man. He definitely wasn't black. He was one of the people that spearheaded it. Because why would we burn down our own, where our mother shopped at and our, our auntie worked at, and we burned down Latino stores and things of that nature? There was something about that that didn't sit right with us. And when the riots were happening, I actually sort of came out on the fringe of it, and I, I didn't see people that I knew. And I'd seen mostly white people, okay? Um, I'm black, sorry, mostly white people White people what? burning and looting. Oh, they almost did. burnt our place down. About a group of four white guys had broke into our building and were getting ready to burn it down, but really? our neighborhood saved us. Who they are came. these people? I have no idea. But you, you Would hold, they be the Antifa type people? Or they probably were. They're antagonistic. Um, and, you know, when poor people have no remedy and stuff, anybody can lead them. You know, on the news reports, it was there were also black people doing this. Oh right? yeah, there yeah. was black people, yeah. but I would say that half the people you've seen there were not black. Okay. And stuff. Yes, the black people participated, yes. but they make it seem like it was all black. It okay. wasn't all black. Okay. And we have to understand that. Well, and you know, with all the mess that has happened, the only bright spot that I saw mm -hmm. was you did see on, on one evening newscast while the protests were going on, and they were peaceful that night, mm -hmm. you saw people getting baptized in the street. Did you see any of that going on? No, I there, didn't There see was it. a revival of sorts wow. where people were coming to Christ right in the midst of the, mm -hmm. of the uh, rioting and stuff. Okay. I'd seen Christian groups, a bunch of them came and helped us clean up. Oh, I seen people coming and helping people and loving on people and giving things to people. It didn't matter the skin color. You know, we had people coming in from the suburbs. It, and that's the good that happened out of that. I you see. know, you've seen the good heart of Christian people. Uh -huh. and, and these were Christian people. Yeah. You know, um, churches just really helped us. Now, you were, were you raised in Minnesota? Um, 60 years I've been here. Okay. Have you personally experienced a lot of racism or not so much? What would you say? Well, I've experienced racism. Um, you know, it, even in my own race, I've ex you know, white people think they own racism. They don't. <laughs> um, you go over in Africa, and why are the Hutus and the Wutus fighting? You know, you just figure that out. Over in Ireland, there's Protestants and Catholics. That's right. Every culture has groups that don't like each other mm -hmm. and stuff, and whoever's in power gets called the racist. 
and stuff. Now everybody else, I think there's black neck, brown necks, and red necks and stuff. They all are the same, yeah. but one has power uh -huh. and the other ones don't and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, you, you can't holler at somebody from being uh, racist if you're a racist also. Right. Because Jesus, I'm just going by what Jesus talks about. I'm and not listening to the I man. I think there's a racist in all of us, don't you think? I think so. Because we're all sinners and yeah. we all look with cross-eyed at people that aren't just like us. Mm -hmm. All right, and you know, I heard you speak, John, uh, earlier, and you're not a real fan of food stamps and the welfare program. Oh. Do you want to explain that for me? Okay, the benefit of food stamps is that you have to live in poverty the rest of your life. You have to take a vow of poverty. <laughs> you have to be in poverty, and then to keep the food stamps, you have to stay in poverty. Um, you know, it's ruining, uh, uh, we, that's why home ownership is down that system, um, people went on welfare and then they said, they lied to us and told us, we're gonna get rid of welfare. No, you didn't. You shifted it to social security. In my community, once you live your five years on welfare, you go tell them that you can't work, tell them that you have a mental illness and they will give you social security more than your welfare check. Oh my. We call them woo-woo checks and stuff. And there's a bunch of people that get them. And because of that, here's what you get. It's not just that people think you get 15000 a year, maybe. No, you get free medical care. How much does that cost? I know mine costs $20,000 a year. Okay. Then you get Section 8. I don't know how much you pay, but I, I pay $15,000 a year to buy in my house, my mortgage and stuff. They pay $50 a month. So that's another $15,000 savings. This is, so, this is a national thing, not a yes. local. Then you get food stamps. Okay. And a lot of times they sell half of them. So that's like a $50,000 a year job. So, it so why would you quit? Why would you get off of welfare? And matter of fact, in Minnesota, don't pay your light, gas, and heat. Don't pay none of your bills in the winter because there's organizations set up to pay your bills. You know, <sighs> it's like... Um, and it's, it's human er nature to go for it. It's early retirement. Yeah. But every culture doesn't introduce that to their people. Okay. Okay. That's why there's dominant cultures. Okay. Okay. That's, you know, you have to own things. You know, we as a people don't own anything because we've uh, played with that. Yeah. Played uh -huh. with that system. What is the solution, John? Um, well, I, I'm not going to say take, there's some people that actually need welfare uh -huh. and stuff, but there's an old African proverb that says a people that cannot save themselves is doomed indeed. Um, Everybody likes people that look like them. Everybody. You know, I see a black person, I, I automatically speak because he, there's a kinship mm -hmm. and stuff. White people do the same thing, okay? And so I don't, you know, I, I, I just look at the system that we live in and stuff. Certain cultures don't teach welfare. My culture, unfortunately, accepts it and teaches people how to get it. Uh -huh. It's like an, it's an endowment, like it's like reparations or something. Yeah. And it's killing our people. I know people that have never worked a job that are 40, 50 years old. So what would you tell someone who's like that? Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? Well, I would tell them that, you know, they're always going to be in poverty. They'll never own anything and that there's a way out. And the way out is get your job. Let's help you. I'll show you. I'll work with you. You know, in two years, you possibly could buy a house if you, if you do certain things and stuff. This, this is America, actually. If you starve in America, you're sort of working hard at it sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, I, they talk about 
people starving in Minnesota. I'm like, wait a minute, we throw away more food. There's more food shelves in Minnesota. And I see poor people throwing away food now because they got so much. There are a lot. You know, and I'm just saying, you know, if you want a life for yourself, your legacy, you don't want to die and all you leave your family is a burial bill, okay? You should have an insurance plan and things of that nature, but you can't have that if you're going to sit on welfare. Do you see it happening? Do you see people leaving welfare much or, or not much? Not much. It's a generational thing. It is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I know some families that ain't on it, you know. Then some families, if one person is on it, ten generations later, they're on it, you know. Yeah. And does the church make a difference on, on this? I've never heard the church talk about welfare. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay. Huh. Do you get flack because of your views? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm known as the black Republican. <laughs> so um, Keith Ellison always calls me that when he sees me. Oh, um, just for the people outside of I'm Minneapolis, sorry. that's our Muslim Attorney General yeah. who's very, very liberal and in I, the Twin I Cities. And I grew up with him. Oh, you, you know, did? He, He's a lawyer, and did he's defended some of my family and all that. But he jokingly says it, but, you know, when I get in rooms... A black man in a room, everybody assumes that you're liberal, that you're democratic. It's your birthright. Here, you come out, you're your mother, and they give you a democratic flag to wave. I mean, it's, it's, it's that crazy. And I ask people, why are you Democrat? I don't know. But number one reason they'll say is because the white man is holding us down, okay. and they are Republicans. All the rich people, the Republicans got all the money. I don't know where my share is then. If Republicans have got it all and stuff, I should be rich because <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just conservative. Right, yeah, yeah. That's, I, and and there's, there's no crime about that. If it's okay to ask, and if you don't want to answer, that's okay. Was Keith Ellison raised Muslim? No. He converted to Islam? Yeah. Okay, just wondering. Because... Yeah, most blacks are, are raised Baptists, aren't they, or Pentecostal? We come, yeah, we're raised as Christians, yeah. you know. There's a movement going now, you know, in the prisons and everything and stuff. And I, one of my sons, when you ask if all my sons were saved, I said, no, one ain't, and he's Muslim. And when I, you say I, Muslim, black Muslim or oh, Arab-type Muslim? He's Arab-type Muslim. Is there he? is a difference. Okay. And, I, you know, I have nothing against them, but... When people ask me about my faith, if a Muslim person asks me about my faith and tell me I'm being disrespectful, I, I tell them, no, you're being disrespectful. My faith teaches me that Jesus Christ is king. When you say he ain't king, you're disrespecting the, my king. That's right. So if I waver on who my king is and stuff, I ain't going to heaven like I think I am. No. So I'm going to stick with my Bible. Good for you. You stick with your Quran. Right. And stuff, and I'll have mutual respect for you because I know where I'm going. I know yeah, I, what's happening. I respect freedom of religion. Yes. Everybody is right to, but I don't think Islam saves. I don't mm -hmm. think Buddhism saves. I don't think in only Jesus saves. And I think we have to humbly, lovingly tell people that, mm -hmm. uh, and then let them do what they do, because uh, Jesus Himself said, "I'm the only way to have in John 14:6. So, so when you, what is the difference between normal Islam and black Muslims? Do you know what the difference is? Well, I, I'll just preface mm -hmm. it with yeah. Malcolm X. He was a Malcolm black Muslim. X was a black Muslim, but you know what? The reason he died is because he went to Mecca and had a spiritual awakening. Okay. And when he came back and he said, Muslims can be white, brown, 
and he broke off from the nation of Islam. A lot of people don't read further into his life okay. and stuff. And he was actually a friend with Martin Luther King and stuff. He had a conversion in his heart and he died for that conversion. To Black Islam. people killed him. To Islam. Yes. Okay. He died because he went from the nation of Islam to Muslims. Okay. And said that all people can be a Muslim. Are are black Muslims on the rise or on the decline? What do you think? On the rise. They are. Yeah. And when you say black Muslims, how do they differ well, in their beliefs than regular Muslims? Do you well, know? Well, basically, um, the rhetoric that I hear is that you, you're you're a devil. Okay. <laughs> so. Right. And that you're 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 buried by nature. You're going to do because you, I'm white. You're going to do something wrong to okay. me. Okay. And stuff. You can't help yourself. Gotcha. Um, that's gotcha. that's that's what the black Muslims would say to me. Okay. And stuff. Now Muslims, I don't hear that from. Oh. Okay. You don't hear white people are bad. You don't. You uh -huh. don't hear Muslim. The Muslim faith is supposed to be about love. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's keep moving here. Um, how have you seen God moving in the black community with all the hubbub that's gone on the last? Um, year almost. Do you see people coming to Christ more because of all the protest riots and what's going on with how is God moving in the, the black the, community? The fastest growing church in the black community is the unchurched. Oh, black millennials are not going to church. Oh, kind of like know. the white millennials. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. We're, we're growing kids that don't have that church background, and you know that most. You got to be careful with this one. Say Jesus in some place, and you might get thrown out. I can say anybody else. I can say you know the Buddhist. I can say you know Dalai Lama. I can say Allah, and everybody will cheer me. Even Christians. Oh yes, yes. I say, hey, but Jesus. Wait a minute. Hold it. Wait a minute. Don't force your religion. Don't force your religion on me, and stuff. Jesus, uh, like you said, he's the way, the truth, and the light. The great, I believe this was the great C.S. Lewis Christian writer, said, do you want to know how to wreck a fancy dinner party? <laughs> he said, wait till there's a lull in the conversation, bring up the name Jesus, and watch people get nervous and change the subject. Yeah. <laughs> and you tell me, why do you think that is? Why do you think Jesus makes people nervous? Um, because I think the enemy is a master at marketing. He's marketed Jesus You're as... You're talking the devil. Yes. He's a, he's, he's a master. He uses song. He uses everything. He uses your sexuality, you know, um, you know, having kids out of wedlock, all that kind of stuff. He uses disrespect of parents. He breaks up homes and families and things of that nature. And he tells them all that Jesus is just like black people are taught that white people um, are devils and things of that nature. Um, the devil teaches our people that Jesus is stupid and that he's no good and he ain't for you and he don't care about you. He's a master at it. He's and that's in, true across yeah. the cultures. Isn't yes, it? that is true across, across the and cultures. And it's still true though. Overwhelmingly, the black community uh, is Christian, don't you think? Yes. At least they have I a connection think, yeah. there. We're, we're more Christian than anything else. Yeah. And, and that's partially because we're born into Christianity. Okay. See, Explain just like that. we're born into being Democrats. Okay. <laughs> um, you got to remember, go back to slave days. The only time that they had freedom was on Sunday. 
and stuff. So everybody, and the way they could express themselves was through spiritual stuff. And they could talk to the Lord loud through spirituals, and they were allowed to do that. Yeah. So we raised our kids Christians mm -hmm. and stuff because we know that Jesus sustained us through all of that. Mm -hmm. And so, so nowadays, um, people are not raising their kids that way. You don't That's true. The, the white, white people, too, overwhelmingly, our culture is just kind of backing off from yeah. Christianity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I think one of the reasons is that Christianity has some, a few rules to it. And people don't want to be yeah, told Yeah, you don't want to do. follow, but the rules protect you and keep you safe. Right. You know, um, it, Christianity is one of the toughest things I've ever done because I have to... When I was a criminal, nobody was watching me at 3 in the morning. But now that I'm a Christian, if I wake up at 3 in the morning, Jesus is already up making coffee. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know, so it's <laughs> like if you're really serving him, yes. he's watching you and right. take, looking, taking care of you. Yeah. He's not like a prison guard because no. he gives you free will. Yeah. But, boy, he's there to help you, and he'll talk to you and yeah. comfort you in worse times. Well, you know, John, look into that camera, if you mm -hmm. would. And if there's somebody watching this show, and they're not a Christian at this point, and they're thinking about it, what would you say to them? I would tell them that you're missing out on the greatest thing that could happen in your life. You're missing out on the chance to have your kids grow up in a good environment and a good belief system. You know, you're missing out on a chance to experience joy and like no other joy that you can feel. And you know, when you're depressed or you're feeling suicidal or you're feeling this, Jesus can bring you out of that. You know, if you're alone, the, the greatest thing that happens in suicides is that there's a lack of hope. There is no Jesus. There is no God to reach out to and stuff. And people feel helpless. With Jesus, you'll never feel helpless. You'll have everything that you need. You know, and that, that, that doesn't mean you're going to be a millionaire or anything, but that means you're going to be okay. And if you hang around with like-minded Christians, you ain't got to worry about nothing. Get into a church. There That's you right. Go. Good, John. Thank you. And, mm -hmm. you know, if I can add my pastoral yes. 10 cents, you know, everybody, everybody thinks you get to heaven by being good. And it doesn't matter if you're a Christian, not, you get to heaven by being good. No, you don't. We're all sinners. We mm -hmm. need a Savior. And what God did, God came from heaven, came down to earth and became a human being, lived on earth about 33 years. He never sinned once because he was God. His name is Jesus. He's the God-man. He went to the cross to pay for your sins so you could be forgiven. No matter what sins you've committed, if you'll come to Christ and ask his forgiveness and trust him, he'll forgive you. He'll make you a Christian. Get baptized if you've never been baptized and then get into a good church. But don't put that off. You know, I don't, if you were raised nothing, if you were raised Jewish, Buddhist, mm. Hindu, whatever, come to Christ and, and, and ask his forgiveness. Join a church. Say, Pastor, I haven't been baptized. How do I, how do, I do this? And just that's the most important thing, mm -hmm. regardless of your skin color. There's going to be black, white, you know, red, all kinds of colors in heaven, all kinds of languages in heaven. But the only people in heaven, according to Jesus himself, John 14, 6, are those who come to faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. Mm. So, John, I'm going to ask you, uh, if, if there is someone watching this program and they're not following Christ now, mm. can you just pray for those people? Mm. Can you just take a minute and let's pray? Yes. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Jesus. Jesus, every one of your kids that woke up this morning has an opportunity to be with you and to understand who you are. Father, there's some kids out there, by whatever reason, that 
have not been told about you, that have not been reached uh, by other Christians about you, Father. Mm -hmm. Father, they're lost out there and they don't even know it, Father. Father, they're going through stuff and they don't even know why, Father. But we know you are the great Savior. So, Father, we just ask that you bestow blessings on them that so they know it's you, Father, so that they cannot disprove that it was you that helped them yes, out of that situation. Because, mm -hmm. Father, we are not lucky people. When we get lucky, it's you, Father. Right. It's you helping us do things. So, Father, we pray a blessing on everybody that believes in you, mm -hmm. and we make them stronger in their beliefs so that they can help others and reach out to others. And those lost souls out there, Father, and that don't even know they're lost, Father, mm -hmm. we ask that they just try to reach you, Father, yes, because Lord. if they reach an inch, you'll reach a mile, Father. So we thank you, Jesus, for being exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. In your heavenly name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, John. And we're going to put on the screen now, mm -hmm. uh, John is part of a group called Urban Ventures. They need volunteers to help with their Christian work. Uh, they need support. So if you'd like to support John and his ministry, or you want to volunteer, there it is on the screen, urbanventures.org. Mm -hmm. And they have wonderful programs for people that want to be a better father. And one more time, what, are the, what kind of programs do you have? We have parenting groups. We have a fathering center. We have uh, sports teams. We're linked with a Christian Jesuit high school with the highest graduation rate. Uh, we give away 50 full needs scholarships to kids that can't afford to go to college. So you work with youth? We work with youth. Okay. Um, we have a college and career center. If a kid can't figure out what, they're get, what they want to do after high school, just come see us. We charge nothing for okay. our services. Okay. We have a music academy. But most of all, we, we love Jesus, and you'll never walk away from there feeling disrespected. Wonderful, John. Well, thank you. And we got one minute left, and I'm just going to update our, our people. Mm -hmm. You know, we've... We've been on the air now for, what is it, it's since, well, we've been on the air for like 32 years. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years ago, we went national, which is a lot of money. But um, praise God for those of you that watch this show who pray for us and who support us. We've had money come in, John. So now we're going to expand this TV show. We're going to add more cities to get our show. And I just wanted to say thank you out there for praying for us and for your support. Mm. You'll see a, a phone. You'll see a, an, an address at the end if you want to help support this ministry. But just a big thank you to all out there in TV land because people. All, I'm a Lutheran, but we got all kinds of denominational people mm. and no denominational people that support our ministry. So I just had to say a big thank you. If you want to watch this show again or any of our shows for free you go to pastorstudy.org and you'll see all of our tv shows there pastorstudy.org right down there and uh just turn turn there watch our tv shows we'll see you next time at the pastor study thank you for watching the pastor study you can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. If you've been blessed by the pastor's study, would you consider a tax-deductible gift to help us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ? You can donate at our website, pastorsstudy.org, two S's, or mail a check to the pastor's study, P.O. Box 41294, 
Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful week.